We all live in a yellow submarine. Manchester United join the Pen 21 Club and Zuzu says ciao. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday the 27th of May. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Addy Russell. And I'm Jim Campbell. Summer is here, everybody, and everybody's happy for Unai Emery. Yay. Especially Brass, that's the impression I'm getting. I'm happy for him, yeah. Yeah, and you're sunny, aren't you? Pardon? You're quite sunny today. Aren't I every day? Um, Jim, nice, <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you, mate. Yeah, it's good to see you too. The sun's up. The sun is finally out. Um, those of you that don't live in London or, or even England, uh, that summer didn't start. Summer just was like, nah. Not this year, but today it seems to have turned up, so we're all in a good mood. The rain has been incredible. It's been taking the piss, isn't it, frankly? British people love to talk about the weather, don't they? Yeah. Even we, I think, have been tired out by the sheer excess of weather. Yes. Do you actually like to talk about... What's the equivalent in, like, Portugal? What do people what of weather? What, what do people chat about? Yeah, is it like, oh, I had a lovely pastel donata. Have you been to? <laughs> <laughs> what do people talk about? In no, Portugal? what is the what this is, is the, amazing? What is the equivalent like shit chat thing that people do when they're awkward at a at a, at a drinks party? Well, ob- obviously, I'm extremely comfortable in all conversations. <laughs> so I can tell yeah. you, you're too much of a bon viveur. You don't know exactly. You're holding court in these situations. <laughs> Exactly. We're talking about Proust after like 30 seconds, me and me and whoever I'm speaking to. Ah, uh, standard football ramble chat then. I like yeah. to see you don't you don't mix it up too much. Uh, yeah, look, let's talk about this Europa League final then. Four Europa Leagues in eight years for Unai Emery. Didn't get one with Arsenal though. Yeah, did, further oh, proof a, that we are cursed. <laughs> a bit of a shame. 1-1 one, one at full time and then after added extra time and then 21, 22 penalties. Yeah, 20, yeah. 21 penalties take, scored. It's absolutely astonishing. There is a real sense that, like, that is how far you can go to grind Unai Emery down and he will still win. <laughs> There's a sense of, like, I can do this for days. You keep hitting those penalties in. It doesn't matter. I am going home with that trophy. Yeah. It's, it's funny when you were sort of counting out the penalties there. I bet there would have been people shouting at that going, well, David De Gea's wasn't really a penalty. But the problem was it was too much of a penalty. Ooh. Mm. Whereas Hieronimo Rui took his like it was a goal kick. Yeah. Right. That, that, that worked for him. That's what it was. But he, tried, he tried to place it, didn't he? Like, was, he, like, he was a, mistake, like yeah. he was a proper football player. Yes. Rather than a goalkeeper. He went for the corner, didn't he? But re- so badly that he went kind of went nearer the middle. Yeah. Do, you, do you think he's because, you know, Pep said that Edison could take pens. Do you think he was trying to like yeah, show his smarts Edison, representing Edison the Premier League? Edison would lace it. Yeah. yeah. He, would, he would lace it. <laughs> In his mind, he is Roberto Carlos. He, <laughs> he would lace it. Yeah, it was a bit... Did you feel sorry for him, David oh, I, oh, of course. Yeah, it's such a lonely looking kind of situation that isn't it someone who misses a penalty especially when you're the goalkeeper having just conceded to the other goalkeeper and I mean it's about as harsh as it gets and I mean in a weird sense I feel like because Alisson scored that goal recently this that adds an extra little bit of like Mm. well look at what the cool goalkeepers have been doing lately look how badly you've done in comparison I don't know maybe maybe I'm overthinking that but like well, yeah, he, he looked. Said, he looked he has, so. Sorry, he looked like he was waiting for a private moment to cry. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't. Yeah. Said, I'm not, I don't want to rub it all in, but he hasn't saved a penalty since 2016. Wow, 
Um, yeah, there you go. Let's let's bring it back to what we can criticise him for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. We can't criticise him for not being able to score a penalty. No. Although, can't. you know. Exactly. Even though Alison might really have texted it. him, like that might have been the first message he got in the dressing room. Yeah, mate, even Paul Robinson scored too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Why don't you just take it with days. your head? Um, apparently, and I, I find this really hard to believe, but apparently Bruno Fernandes won the toss for the shootout and allowed Villarreal to go first. Why, 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 why? I'm sure there's some... There's no, there so, is not, because, I mean, we've read the Simon Cooper book, that there's well, all the evidence. Well, obviously, Bruno hasn't, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they've got people for that stuff. He doesn't need to do his own private reading. Like, in, the, in the moment, though, they probably... In the moment, on follow the, the facts. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, just but, do the basics. But he probably wasn't aware of the facts then, surely. Because surely if, he's got to be... Well, why are people not telling but, him the facts? But people have different interpretations of the facts, as we're painfully aware of in this world. But if I the mean, stats if you show go that you're going to win the penalty shootout most of the time if you take the first penalty... Yeah, but you say that, right? If you go back to the... Yeah. As does Simon Cooper. If you go back to the, the, the 2012 Champions League final, yes. Drogba, his ultimate moment is scoring the fifth penalty. Yeah. When do you let someone like him take the fifth penalty? Well, when you're the guy who has the balls, who has the sense of responsibility to take that decisive kick. Also in 2012, in the Euro semi-final, Cristiano Ronaldo takes the fifth penalty or would have taken the fifth penalty for Portugal against Spain. And people say, oh, well, he's, he's hidden. Mm. But he didn't, get, he didn't get the chance to take it. Yeah. He, was, that was, he was the guy who's, who thought, right, okay, I'm built for this moment. I'm built to score the winning penalty. But of course, because a couple of his mates missed, he didn't get yeah. that far. I mean, if you're in the no, five, you can't be accused of hiding. No, agreed. Exactly. Yeah, Cavani was the fifth for uh, United and Prejo for uh, Real. Just believe in yeah. yourself, says Robbie Savage, about taking penos. Right. And he should know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if... The, he does believe in himself. You've got to give him that. If there's one thing he does well, it's believing in himself. <laughs> Let's talk about Real then, shall we? Um, I think there was on the Football Rumble Twitter page, it was talk, pointed out that 50,000 people are not the number that Real are picking from when they're choosing their side. Yes. It's yes. just the number of people that who live, live in, in the, the town. So it's the smallest place ever to have won a European Cup. Which is I amazing. Mean, I mean, it that's is lower than the capacity of Old Trafford. Mm. I mean, it is properly small I remember the first time I went there I mean the nearest decent sized place is Castillon so it's about an hour north of Valencia and um, I was in Castillon and there wasn't there weren't any trains going there that day so I had to get a cab through all these industrial estates finally to finally to Villarreal it's it's pretty remote why has it happened why 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 is such a successful club sprung up out of there Um, Fernando Roj the president and owner who has, has, has been there for years he's a, a local I suppose you call him a tile magnate right so a bit of a Jack Walker type yeah yeah, yeah. That, that kind of end, of end of the park really and he's built it up really really carefully and, and really slowly obviously his money made a more of a difference when they were in lower divisions but if you look at how many of those players came through now it shows what a prolific producer of players they are and how they've how well they've adapted to their means. Because, you know, we can say that, you know, United should be beating a team of this size, et cetera, et cetera. But but they're hardly unknowns, are they? Yeah. They're European perennials. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of criticism of, of of sort of Solskjaer waiting till, you know, very, very late to make substitutions. And rightly, I would um, say. Yeah, ab- absolutely. But I think it's interesting how um um, 
Emery took off Carlos Backer. I to thought put you couldn't bring yourself to say his name. <laughs> it just deserves me it somehow. Like, yeah, I want to say it. If I don't say it, it's not true. Bruce Rioch, which form? Which former guy? Is it? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that he took off a striker to bring on Cockerland, which seems so so negative and defensive. But like, it was a, a cagey match. Emery is so good at a cagey knockout match. He, and he, also, he's like made... almost Conor McGregor in that cage. <laughs> like that is, you don't want to let him do that. Also, they made the attacking substitution before when they brought off a wide player and brought on a striker and taken off Jeremy and putting on Alcacer. So I, th- I think it all balances. Out. But, but he had a plan mm. and it made his team better because, like in the second half, I, I know like everyone coated off United and said how terrible they were afterwards. I don't, we talked about this before coming on and I think we're of a consensus that that, that is not true, that that is a massive organised, that is a massive uh, revision, like taking the result and working backwards yeah. because mm. you know what? They were the better team in the second half. Definitely. They didn't create enough. They weren't, um, they weren't smart enough, but I thought Villarreal defended really well and they were physically dropping off really badly and that's why Emery's substitutions were so important. Who were, so sorry, Villarreal were yeah. dropping off mm. you. Because yeah, like, I actually thought uh, United showed signs of dropping off as well. Yeah, that, they, they did. I think after Villarreal made the subs. Right. Because yeah. so, uh, Villarreal were the better team in extra time, no, no doubt about it. Yes. That's, yeah. uh, that's the point of kind of using the five subs as well as Emery did, I suppose, isn't it? It's to rotate that fitness that keeps the game kind of bitty and 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 cagey effectively and doesn't really give United much of a, a, a hold in it. Yeah, three shots on target in 120 minutes. Mm. It's not a lot. No. Um, but they also, uh, yeah, 100th minute was when United made, or when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, like I'm falling into that trap of uh, trying not to apply blame to Ole, eh? yeah. the classic punditry move at the moment. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, yeah, he made the first substitution in the 100th yeah, minute. Yeah, I mean like... Very odd. It's, it, again, as, as you've alluded to around, it's easy to be revisionist, but like as a tactical plan, you can, you can understand why you might think, all right, we'll like send on the cavalry late on, but it's a bit mighty ducks, isn't it? It doesn't seem like the sort of thing you should be doing in a European final. It seems a bit simplistic. Possibly well, he's waiting say... to bring himself on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when, you, when you say the cavalry, yeah. do you mean... Alex Tellez and Juan, Juan Mata to take the penos. Incredibly. That I was so fun. I, I don't really know if that's a cavalry. Yeah. In terms of game management sort as well, hilarious. Did you? Because they nearly didn't get them on because Villarreal had the ball and uh, I can't remember who United it was. United were defending, weren't they? Exactly. Yeah. And eventually yeah. they got a hold of it. But in terms of game management, Villarreal, keep it, take it to the corner, guys. Don't yeah. let them make those substitutions because imagine what a head fuck that is. They haven't managed to bring on their people <laughs> who they want to take the penalties. That's what we wanted. What would their five have looked like without those two? Because they, they took the first two, as you were pointing out to me earlier, yeah. Jim. Well, apparently mm. Wambasaka and uh, who went off? McTominay. McTominay. don't know. haven't seen them taking, taking penalties recently, but clearly <laughs> they were not trusted. I feel like I would trust Scott McDominay. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously I don't manage him, so. No, it's true. Ollie, Ollie knows best, does he? Clearly not. It was the anniversary of the 1999 Champions League final. Now, Fine. I mean, a lot of European finals are played around the same sort of time. Let's yes, be clear. Yeah. It was also Matt Busby's birthday. Solskjaer also said it's his wife's birthday on the 26th. And we got married on the 26th. Wow. So I believe, I have to believe, I have to believe in destiny. Yeah, it's not enough of a strategy, that, is it? 
I mean, I feel did like he Destiny say itself might have come down to one of you and fucked me. That's why he didn't make any subs. He was just believing in yeah. Destiny. <laughs> I mean, did it say holistic, this that. directly before the penalty shootout? Was this his chat to the players? Oh, what, they're like, going like, to get to 26 penalty? He, he, said, uh, he said, in the circle, my wife's birthday is on the 26th. <laughs> oh, by the way, Juan, you're taking first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that would inspire them? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, I reckon. Maybe if they had got to 26, that would have been the one. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe that was fate. So um, close. I, I, I couldn't help but feel really sorry for old, old Donny from the Brook, Donny van der Beek, mm. through the whole, the whole match. Like, what does, what does this say about his United career if he's not even featuring? I, could, could you feel any more sorry for him after the season he's had? Yeah, I, I, I think my feelings of sorrow are kind of like the well's dry. Really? really? What, yeah. you think he's bringing this on himself? No, I, I, I just you... think that I can't continually feel the same <laughs> right. feeling. You just have to not think about it. <laughs> for your own it's, mental it's, health. It's like when you're terrified of something, eventually you run out of adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's what's happened here. He just needs to get a move. He does. I think they bought him without much of a plan, didn't they? Yep. They, they certainly did. I mean, they brought Bruno Fernandes without much of a plan, but it turns yeah. out he's amazing and exactly the player they you needed. What? I tell you what, sometimes that works on football manager really and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was saying that he was a big fan of that and that he spent a lot of time playing it when he was, when he was younger was like, he saying this, for games was he saying this on your game of football manager or in real life <laughs> no in real life right. in real life he was okay. saying it so maybe maybe that was a plan with Don, Donny van der Beek I was like oh yeah he's good he's available let's get him and like that was the extent of it right Right, okay. So we're extrapolating quite a lot from not much information. <laughs> well, you saw the game, okay? So <laughs> um, we should probably mention all the, the couple of goals as well that were actually scored in in normal time. Daryl Moreno, I thought that was a lovely little goal, absolutely mm. lovely in flight. Casper, the ball glanced into the net. Um, yeah, someone tweeted that uh, the pundits were talking as though Villarreal were the sort of Spanish Watford. Um, but you know, Moreno's uh, what an interesting, <laughs> what an interesting framing concept, of things. Yeah. yeah, but you know, he scored thirty goals and made ten assists. Yeah, I mean, he's he is unbelievable, so, and I, I I hope he'll make an impact in the in the Euros as well. But if we if we're talking of people who we feel feel pleased for, and obviously we've talked enough, what well, I've talked enough about Emery in recent weeks, and why I feel pleased for him because he's a dignified, decent man. Um, Although he did, he did have that little thing at the end of his interview last night on BT where he said uh, uh, Tottenham would have, uh, Tottenham aren't in this next oh, season. God. Did he? Arsenal aren't in this next <gasps> season. And it's like, oh, yes. Well, neither are they Snuff now. Out he hardly ever digs, I don't think. No. I think he let himself off the hook on the I, night. He's won a European trophy. I think I'll let myself yeah, I, I think in. he was defending the Europa League, really, right. as, as, as a concept. That's that's what he was he was talking mm. about. But I've, I feel really good, actually, for um, Danny Parejo, who obviously ended up being the fifth penalty taker, um, set up the goal as well from his, his, his free kick and had a pretty decent game. And you can't forget how much experience they've they've got especially when they're being rubbished as like a, a small team or, or whatever yeah. there's a lot of experience in there but Parejo if you go back to the start of the season mm. he was a Valencia lifer and the club turfed him and Coquelin out rather stupidly mm. for for not much money and they wouldn't even Valencia wouldn't even let Parejo do a proper goodbye press conference so basically wouldn't let him he had to he had to do a press conference from his front room. He was like sat in his front room with like pictures of his kids and stuff in the background. Basically crying, going, I can't believe they've got rid of me. Oh my God. Oh. I can't believe they've, they've chucked me out like this. So what, he and called his own press conference from his house? Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Uh, because because the, the club said, yeah, we don't want you anymore, cheerio. And um, I think to, to see that he's he's gone on to a club an hour down the road 
played a really great season and won a trophy at the end of it, I, I feel delighted for him. Mm. Yeah. And also, of course, lots and lots of fans in the, well, lots, not as many as you would normally hope for, but 9,500 fans in the stadium. Two th- they got 2,000 each. Uh, and they had to obviously do all sorts of coronavirus, strict coronavirus protocols, which meant that all in all with spending money, says Logan, who works as a railway sin- signal operator, is 600 quid for a 24-hour trip. Would you say that's good value if you were a Manchester United fan? No. But, but this, this is this is a final for you, isn't it? Yeah. And like all final day trips kind of cost that much. Chelsea have sent tickets yeah, back, can... haven't they, for the Champions League for the same reason? Yeah. Oh, which is saucy. astonishing. I mean, to me, if you've got to go straight to the game and come straight back, it's... That's not a lot of fun. Yeah. You want to, you want to done that and lap up the because you had to yeah. fly. They chartered these flights, right? So you had to fly in on the six a.m. Exactly. And they're talking to all sorts of people who hadn't actually got their COVID results back quickly enough, and so couldn't mm. go at all. Although, from the words of Logan, it sounds like they might have had a bit of a narrow escape. Frankly, um, yeah. All right. So, congrats to Unai Emery. We're broadly, yeah. broadly speaking. In a, feel happy that he's in a good way. Yeah, definitely. I was. I also very much enjoyed Francis Coquelin's penalty, and it's just good. It's nice <laughs> to see him go on. and win as well and also like Foyth as well there's a lot of players in that team they're like a sort of ragtag band of mercenaries that weren't wanted elsewhere weren't they and there's, there's something really pleasing about Spurs, that Spurs you'll win a trophy <laughs> it's, a, it's a nailed on thing someone did point out about Juan Foyth actually that when he had the the early knock so he had that bandage around his head <laughs> yeah, and sorry. the the two tissues up his nose Shouldn't it not. did look like when Kevin Klein kidnapped Michael Palin in a fish called Wanda, <laughs> ties him to that chair and sticks chips up his nose and an apple in his mouth until he gives him the information he it wants. It also looks like, you know, when Blackadder goes forth when Blackadder doesn't want to go yes. over the top and he pretends <laughs> to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> pencils up his nose. <laughs> no word on how good he was at football in his, uh, in his fake madness. No, yeah, a fantastic evening for VRL supporters. Um, Less so, perhaps for for the neutrals watching the game. Some said, "Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy it, Andy Brassel?" Yeah, I enjoyed it because it meant something. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't always have to be the the best game for you, for you to enjoy it. And I, I thought it was I thought it was captivating enough. Yeah, I think finals are often like that, aren't they? Because I mean, if you're supporting a team in a final and they go hell for leather and leave themselves really, really open, you're going to be fuming. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's so yeah. there's so much riding on it that it's you know it's just part and parcel of it occasionally we get these amazing contests but you know that's so true it's a bit like your point was it your point yesterday when you're talking about other teams for the for the Euros that you can't you've got to pick sides that are going to be cagey if yeah, you're going to win a I agree. tournament winning size I agree you, but but go, going back I think I'm the wrong person to ask that question about did I enjoy the game because I enjoy most games I I've, I've find very few games completely irredeemable wow. there's always something to take from a game, he's right? A, he's a pure soccer man, he is. this guy. He is. When was um, the last game you did? I'm going to be empty chaired in the second half of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> when was it? Can you think of the last game you didn't enjoy? I'm, I'm struggling. I'll come back to you. Wow. I suppose you get, because you've got kids, right? You probably have to watch a lot of. Uh... No, you probably love that. Watching your five aside or whatever it is that your kids get with you. I'm normally in it. Really? Yeah. You look a bit. Do you not look a bit. Bit, bit old. massive. I look like Brian Glover in Kez. <laughs> that kid's grey. Amazing. <laughs> 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 well, definitely more to come on this in the second half. <laughs> Andy Brassel passing for an 11 year old and your emails and the managerial merry go round that has already started. We'll be back in a minute.
put away by Daniel James that time. Great penalty. Go on, Wales. <laughs> cool. Cool. Welcome back to the Football Ramble with me and Jim and Andy Bassel. It's time to get some of these. I've been in the studio for Paul Stavely's one it. yet and I absolutely love the key change. And I think you guys said when it was first yes. on, you want yeah. another one, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Send us another, Paul. Send us a third. I like the way he's not caved to, to group pressure in other people who are doing jingles by just going, Sven. Yeah. Like really incongruously. <laughs> it's, his own thing. Well. It's, it's like Depeche Mode before they discovered very hard drugs. <laughs> That's an excellent description. Uh, we've got an email here from Michael Cifuentes who says, I wanted to know what you think about the Liga MX format. They usually start the league like they do in the Premier League, but after the last week of the regular season, they go into a playoff where first goes against eighth and second against seventh and so on. There have been a few surprises where the first place team gets eliminated by the team in eighth. You think this method might go well in the Premier League? Yeah, I think they'd really stand for that, what with all the European Super League stuff. I mean, I they'd lo- want to increase the jeopardy. That's what they yeah. want in the Premier League, the big yeah, teams. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. I love the way it would annoy people. I, I do. It would That fixture would also be Arsenal against Man City. And let's be honest, we know how that ends. So <laughs> I don't know how unpredictable it would be. You'd get a few shocks. I'd be. It's one of those things where... I, I'm really interested to see it, but I'm also really interested to see football like without offsides and things like that. I think if it was actually suddenly implemented and it was always going to be like this, which we we now might be facing with away goals. The bloody away goals from from Europe. I'm not happy about that. Neither am I. Yeah, I I hate it. Why? Wait, hang on. What do you hate? I hate the idea of removing it. Okay, good. I like the jeopardy. Why does everyone else like it? Lots of other people seem to like it. I think going out on away goals is annoying, but it's just going out of anything is annoying, isn't it? But it's just arbitrary. Everything is arbitrary. We're just playing a game that has a whole load of made-up rules. But let's keep them. Most of the time, it means someone (laughs) is winning, doesn't it? Effectively, that's what's interesting about it. I think think the idea behind getting rid of it is that teams don't go all out to score at home now. Mm. Or is it to sort of fiddle while Rome burns? Possibly. Possibly. (laughs) Do you think it might not be... The most important issue in the world yeah. right now. Football is yeah. being football? destroyed. Well, just well, that, 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 go, that goes back to every issue about football. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be the most important thing in the world right now. True. It just might not. Yeah. All right. Keep your emails coming in. Show at footballramble.com. Tweet us at footballramble. Now, big news. <laughs> Sorry. Compose yourself. <laughs> Spurs have got a new boss lined up, supposedly. Yeah, few of them. A uh, few of them. Well, they constantly keep seeming to brief that there are lots of managers who'd love to come and work at Tottenham Hotspur. Why not? They're the yeah. Um, but the main one who's been linked this morning for us is a familiar name of Mauricio Pochettino. Apparently, Spurs are in talks with Poch about a return to the club. Him and Levy still friends, despite the. Slightly cringe way it all ended. I mean, this is where the story falls apart. I refuse to believe that Daniel Levy's got any friends. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's a secret of comedy, isn't it, Jim? Always punch upwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's case closed. I mean, it's definitely not going to be Jürgen Klinsmann, who's also been throwing his hat into the ring. He's been out of work. I'm going to just read this verbatim because I think Russ wants to to hear the facts. Um, oh, I'd love to. He's been out of work since leaving Hertha Berlin last February after 10 weeks in charge, but he is keen to return to management, Russ. Factually, I suppose that's right. Although <laughs> the word return, I really wasn't really managing at Hertha. <sighs> I mean, it was, it was a bloody shambles, him at, him at Hertha. I think my my personal highlight, I don't know whether it was the bit where he was threatened with demotion from the bench because he hadn't pre- presented the correct coaching certificate to the league. Mm. And he said, uh, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get someone to go into my house in California and uh, grab it out the drawer because it's, uh, it's lying around there somewhere. And th- th- there was that. And then there was the bit where he went into the sporting director and he goes, really, what I'm looking for is a hybrid role that comprises being coach and your job. How do, how do you feel about that? It's like Robbie Savage says, you got you just got to have the confidence. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it is I mean, it, all about. It sounds a step up from saying, you know what, I reckon I could still play for Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has scored some lovely goals. He has, yeah. They were a while You'd ago. Get for the last month of the season, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 would have helped this season. Would have helped this season. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably would back that more than him being manager. But, but so, the, the Poch thing, I think, is, is interesting because clearly there's still this feeling between club and uh, and coach Everyone but I, loves I mean him. yeah and I, I just I, I, can, I suppose I can kind of see why he'd be tempted I mean just to under, underline uh, PSG are not planning to dump him this has got nothing to do with them not winning the league because he thoroughly convinced with the performances he got out of the squad that let's be honest is not his own in the Champions League and the performances are a you know, nearly as important as the results because so much comes down to chance in the Champions League because it is a cup competition between loads of massive teams. But I just think, I mean, there's been talk that maybe he hasn't quite settled there. It's quite interesting that since he's been back in France, remember he was at PSG for a couple of years, he was at Bordeaux, speaks French. He's done none of his press in French, Mm. which is, it's like when he first got to England because he's like, I want to be completely precise. So he's been speaking in Spanish and getting it interpreted. Now, that is slated to change in the future, but I just wonder if that and the fact that, you know, you've only got a limited amount of control at PSG because you are basically piloting this yacht that has two superstars sat on the front mm. and you know if they're, they're planning for Mbappe to stay whether that happens I, I still think it's more likely than not that he's there in, in, in September it just limits what you can do he can never do what he did at Spurs there mm. because basically budget means they cost so much money those two guys yeah. that you have to assemble scraps around them and it's like we were saying the other day if you compare say them to Manchester City, as you would have done, I think, after that Champions League semi-final. If you take away those big two, there's really no comparison between the two squads because the depth that City have got, mm. PSG can really never have. Mm. Not the way that things run financially at the moment. And I can imagine that is an enormous frustration to him. Yeah. Not being able to create something, especially given yeah. what he did 
with the team yeah. at Tottenham. Well, I mean, you... on the other hand, he could do some amazing stuff with young players. Yeah, the, yeah. good point. The, the problem is at the moment that all those young players have believed through the last little while, like, I'm not going to get a chance at Paris. Yeah, yeah. The way they're leaking talent, because it's such an incredible producer of ta- talent, Paris and the Ile-de-France region, none of those kids believe that they can get in the PSG first team. And it's still a, until a couple manage it, people won't believe that. You know, you need that example. It's kind of self-perpetuating. Mm. Like what, what happened at Chelsea before Lampard? But I mean, and from Pochettino's point of view as well, even though, you know, winning the league with PSG is seen as a given, he, for his own reputation, he needs to do that, surely. He needs to get some, he needs to rack up some trophies at PSG because if he goes back to Tottenham now, even if they, they do get a lot of money for Harry Kane and he can reinvest that heavily and, and widely and they do it very well, and look like they might be able to compete. I mean, it's still going to be a lot harder, right? I mean, he 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 moved on to he moved on to kickstart his career as a, as a winner, right? So he needs to he needs to do that, surely. But, looking sinister, sinister? No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record, <laughs> friends at home, he's not looking sinister. No, I'm not looking sinister. I'm not on the board at PSG. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the, the 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 thing is though, how much would it prove? to people outside the club if he if he won the league at, at PSG. No, you know, it's something, as you say, you kind of feel that you should be able to say you've mm. done. But the concern but is not... really mean that much? Is the concern not that he, you proved quite a lot by not managing to win, win the league at PSG? I, you, I would think, though, that if his reputation was going to be damaged by that, it would have been, and it hasn't. You know I mean, I mean, I mean like the, it, the last coach who took over their mid-season took them from first to second and that was Carlo Ancelotti <laughs> and it, and it wrong, turned out all right way. for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you give him a call you tell him I, mean, I still think he's pretty angry with those Everton yeah. players so he might unload on you money <laughs> can't buy insight here at the football <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think emotionally you know as a Spurs fan Pochettino means such a lot uh, to all of us yeah and I think that probably clouds my ability to have anything useful to say about this. Um, but I think in terms of him coming back so soon, I think we all have a dream. Again, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I have a dream that Potter will return maybe in a little while. He said that himself, hasn't he? He said that there's essentially unfinished business there and it feels like that as well. I mean, what would be really interesting was if is if he was to come back now, presumably that would be an admission from Daniel Levy that he he has to spend money and he has to he has to give Pochettino what he couldn't really give him before. But he it wasn't that he couldn't. It was that Poch didn't effectively, as with all of these things, you got to manage up with it. It's that Poch didn't, yes, he was in a difficult position. Yes, we were building a stadium, but he didn't persuade him to mm. give him money. And he gave money to Jose Mourinho. Yeah. What's changed? I, I think, would you perhaps... Let's presume that even Pochettino coming back wouldn't be enough to keep Kane. There is going to be a big transfer fee there. Mm. Presumably, it would be like you know the proverbial war chest that he would be offered. Be really interesting to see where it goes. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping for Klinsmann. Oh Jesus! We've all got our agendas. Also linked. (laughs) (laughs) So linked is Antonio. Did I sell it to you? (laughs) You did. Antonio Conte. Antonio. I mean, how are you feeling about that? Um, Very good. good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all, I mean, all chaos, probably we should mention, first of all, seems like start of, there has been immediate chaos at Inter, despite the fact that they've just won their first Scudetto in 11 years. But is this the the symptom of impending extreme chaos? Yes. um, I mean, it's, it's been coming because, as I said before, he's just been so suspiciously zen since they won the league. 
So you knew that it was over, really, because we know that the club or the club's owners uh, are, are in trouble. Um, they're taking on investment. They want to take on more investment. They're probably going to have to sell going forward. And so what that means for Lukaku, I guess that would be the worst case scenario for them. But maybe Ashraf Hakimi and a, a, a few others. You want to be able to build on it. And framing this as Conte's unreasonableness, I don't think he's... It's particularly helpful. That's part of his. Well, positive... I don't think it's helpful, but you guys can. No, no, but I'm I think that's part of that. his great. I think that's part of the good thing about Conte as a manager. His unreasonable. You have to be unreasonable yeah, to get relentless. the players that you want, and he's managed to get. That's the like players that George that you Bernard Shaw quote, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I believe you. <laughs> Is it what, <laughs> about if, about if you the... can't handle me at my worst. You don't deserve it, my best. <laughs> Carpe DM, something like that. It's, isn't it um, like un- unreasonable men? Uh, reasonable men fit in with the world. And unreasonable men make the world fit in with them. Therefore, the world is changed by unreasonable men. I like it a lot. Yeah. And yeah, I think that probably is symptomatic of what Conte can do as a manager. Um, Elsewhere, Zinedine Zidane is out. Yeah. We hear. Gareth Bale has seen him off again. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Wales. Is is, is that why he's going back at the end of his loan spell? Yeah. Got to be it. Do a victory lap. We understand that, yes. Around the golf on the pitch. He's resigned with immediate effect. This may or may not be connected to the fact that the Bernabeu was on fire last night. Uh, everyone's fine, yeah. though. Uh, Barca, Juve and Real have released a statement that contains, among other nuggets, either we reform football, this is regards the European Super League, either we reform football or we will have to watch it inevitable downfall. Yeah, but they also said FC Barcelona, Juventus FC and Real Madrid CF wish to express their absolute rejection of the insistent coercion that UEFA (laughs) has been maintaining towards three of the most relevant institutions in the history of football. Relevant? Yeah. It's effectively (laughs) I'm sorry you were offended this, isn't it? Is is what they're saying. Yes. It is easy to laugh at them now uh, because there were just three of them doing it. But I want to like take umbrage with their insistence that this idea is modernising football because it's not modernising it it's it's switching it to an American model of a closed league which basically minimises risk for investors and and owners and perhaps makes a bit more sense in America because they've been running it like that for so long but it's there's this idea that it's and the salary cap and all the other elements that haven't featured in this this discussion for the European Super League but but it's there's this idea that um you know the the, the meritocracy and, and and removing the consequences of failure is progress is 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 outrageous and that it's and helping everyone and that it's helping everyone but isn't this and just it, the whole clothed bullshit that they've been pulling out since the start? It's just it everyone is. else has moved back from that, it moved is. back from the and, brink. And, and these I think lads it's important to keep calling it out as yes. that because you know this is European football Agreed. culture. It's not outdated. It's what made football. It's what has made football the biggest sport in the world. It is what has caught the attention of American big business in the first place. So it's only happening because. Football Football is now more successful than it's ever been. It's not happening because it needs modernising. So if they piss want... off the three of you. <laughs> well said, Jim. Punching up. If, if, <laughs> if they want that closed model, I propose, because obviously there's not going to be a lot of spending money on transfers this summer, mm. why don't they just do a swap with why don't we just do a swap <laughs> with the NBA? We'll take the Golden State Warriors, the Los yes. Angeles Lakers, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And I think Saw Yanis playing football on the court the other day. Yanis Antetokounmpo, Yanis, LeBron, Steph Curry. Steph Curry would be great. Far nicer than any of these. Right. Okay. Or they just presumably they just play the three of them together. I'd I'd love a three-sided football game. Warriors for the Champions League. If you've got basketball players in your football team, you're putting in a lot of crosses, and no defenders getting near them. Surely. (laughs) (laughs) Be a powerful, powerful asset that. 
Yeah. Okay. I think this has got legs. I like so, so we reckon next season's Champions League final is going to be won by LeBron James with back post header. I mean, oh, I, I just wouldn't put anything past LeBron James, would yeah, you? Yeah, it's possible. Um, uh, on the continent is coming up. Andy Brassel. More. There'll be plenty more of this kind of caper, won't there? Yeah. Well, I've, I've got all my NBA references out of the way, so you don't have to worry about that. We will be talking, obviously, <laughs> about the departure of Antonio Conte, but we'll also be talking about Atletico and Lille's titles. Me, Don Adebayo, and David Cartledge. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that stuff. Right, and here on the Football Ramble, we've still got a few bits of business to get to, which I'm delighted to tell you feature my predictions. Yeah. So it's just me and Luke yet <laughs> to do them, isn't the, it? The, the thing is, over the last couple of days, there have been a few things going about the Ramble WhatsApp group. Going, oh, I don't think I actually made any. I, that, that must be the reason we can't find them. So, oh, right. Well, it's hard to remember, as you said, I was a different woman then. Yeah, exactly. Weren't we all? Premier League winner, Chelsea. Mm. I, I don't think that's a terrible call. It meant I was believing the Lampard hype back then, which I feel a bit embarrassed about. Oh, yeah. Actually, it is a terrible prediction. Yeah, if, I'd forgotten that Frank it, Lampard was in charge was, at the start of the If season. I had known that Thomas Tuchel was going to come in, that was quite insightful. But, yes. Um, that I'm not going to make that <laughs> Yet still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Relegated teams. Fulham. Hey, hey, come on. One from one. West Ham. Not so much. That's a typo, right? You meant West Brom. I meant West Brom. Yeah. Thank you, Andy. Uh, Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> Dark well, we Horse. flirted with it. Uh, there's, there's, there's a note here that says, Dark Horse, I also think West Brom will be relegated, but now I haven't put them in there. I'm going to nominate them as my rogues. Okay. Oh, so that's astonishingly wrong. Well, it's right and wrong, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, I mean, I it's a bit naughty, back, that, isn't it? I was it? sort of backing them and then also nagging them. <laughs> I didn't know about Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> True. So, hang on. So, you tip them to be relegated and to like be surprising dark horses? Well, they were surprising, weren't they? Like, no. dark, dark horse to be Surprisingly relegated. Surprisingly bad. <laughs> anyway, I was uh, close on Arsenal. You were looking in danger for a while. Well, if, if, if you want a close one, uh, first manager to leave or be sacked, mm. uh, Brendan Rogers. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- th- this is good. Top scorer, Harry Kane. Yeah. Thank you. Red cards, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Yeah, he was very popular, that's, big, that's because of that's because of stats. That's because um, he had the most yellow cards previous season. I think he, he's right. famously a bit chunky. Right. Okay. I don't uh, mean that in terms of your aesthetic, Hoiberg. You look lovely in the new shirt. Player of the season, Christian Pulisic. Brackets just trying to curry favour with our American fans. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? That's right good. in show at footballrumble.com. <laughs> no, notable mad shit. That cat from Wolves reappearing on the pitch during cup match against Sunderland. That would have been a twist, wouldn't it? Um, also something to do with the skywalk at Tottenham. Haven't quite decided what. It creates a small avalanche at an inopportune moment in a January game. I think it would have been quite opportune given the way it was going. Wouldn't yeah. have been. Yeah. yeah I feel that, like that was a draft that you like... accidentally sent. <laughs> <laughs> do you not like the cat one? Cat I do one. like the cat one. A yeah. black cat against the... Yeah. You li- Come on, you like it. I, yeah, I, do, I don't know why you're insisting I like cats, but yes, I do. They're all so good. Because you keep kidnapping them, you weird. You know, a cat keeps coming into my house. It's not the same thing. I just thing. attract cats. It just gets in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Right, right, you're in charge now. I am. We've got a game. We do. We're going to do play your pants, right? Are you excited? So do you often, I am. When did you last do this? Uh, last week, I think. So oh, I've yeah. Okay, that before. was quite recently. Yeah, so let's have it. Barton might have gone, and Chavino did. Why Barton? Well, because he grabbed him by the throat. Well, I just think that, uh, firstly, the guy's dived. 
So he deserves it. Yeah. He was Every asking. Time. He was asking oh. for it, mate. Yeah. So play your parts right. If you've not listened to the game before, it's effectively higher or lower. So um, I'll get Andy and Kate to pick a number between one and five, and then that will correspond to something that Alan Pardew's done in the Premier League. And then you're going to have to bid higher or lower for the the uh, subsequent player. So can I, can I have a number, please? Um, well, seven is the record that we're going for, isn't it? Seven is the record that we're yeah. going for, okay. yes. And Just Andy, seven. I think that's your personal record. It's your isn't personal it as well? record. It's, it's my personal and joint record. Right. I don't see why you get a personal and a joint. That seems a Yeah, bit did someone not join in in the show? That seems strange. It was. I think I was on, wasn't I? I was doing something else. <laughs> 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 I was having a tea. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> um, sorry, what was the numbers option? You need a number between one and five. Right, so seven won't work then. Seven won't work. Four. No. No. four. Okay, four. That means you have chosen. Shots in the Premier League. Right. Has okay. this been done before? So these stats are since 2006-07. It might be, it might have been done before. 2006-07? Yes. That's so, cheeky. So. Because that's not right, is it? Premier League. These people who think that the <laughs> football started in 2006-07. Well, yeah, you have to take it up with them. So, um, right. The first player you've got, this is higher or lower, more, more shots or fewer shots in the Premier League than Alan Pardew. Uh, player number one is Allison. What? Higher or lower? <laughs> Allison had more shots or fewer shots in the Premier League than Alan Pardew. Well, more. it's always more, right? Because it starts on zero. That's the joke. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Just double. <laughs> Just double check. <laughs> That's enjoyable. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's higher. Just help you out there, Kate. So. Um, he said one. And <laughs> just one. Just the one. Obviously, just one. Yeah, and didn't he That's do a efficient. fine job of it? Where that were, is efficient. When were the others, did you think? Well, I don't know. <laughs> if a goal kick goes all the way out and gets saved by the other keeper, does it count? That's no. one for one for Opta, I suppose, isn't it? Mm. Certainly wouldn't go in your XG. Um, okay, player number two, higher or lower than Alisson. Shots in the Premier League, Sergio Aguero. Higher? <laughs> This is very generous. And are you going higher? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going higher. higher than one. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with me on that. <laughs> Correct. Sergio Aguero has had 1,015 Jesus shots Christ. in the Premier League. Write that down. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 1,000 how many? 1,015. 1, so player number three okay. is Jermaine Defoe. Higher or lower? Oh, shit. That's actually quite hard, given how much Premier League football he has played. I, I still think it's lower. Oh. Look, look at the teams he's played for. No offence. Oh, a withering look. <laughs> and and he's been out of the Premier League for quite a long time. Yeah, it's specifically Premier League, isn't it? Okay. So you going lower? Yeah. And you are correct. 871 shots. Still quite a lot Defoe. of shots. So well it's high, isn't it? It's a lot. Another man with a trophy since leaving Tottenham. That's good to see, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up is Eden Hazard. Higher or lower than Jermaine Defoe? Jermaine Defoe had 871 shots in the Premier League. The first two were quite easy, weren't they? This is more difficult. Yeah. In Hazard's making shots. Where's Defoe? I, th I think it's got to be lower, hasn't it? Hazard lower. Yeah, I think so. Don't you? Yeah, I think so, given his positional play. Exactly. Okay, so you're going lower? Yep. You are correct. Yeah, 491 okay, shots for Eden Hazard. Basically, what I feel is a lot of pressure because I'm on with Brassel. Like, I don't want him to be dragged down. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling, actually. <laughs> Whereas I, I nearly no banned Jackson with Ashley Cole last week, so I know exactly <laughs> oh how God, you yeah, feel. That was, yeah. That was yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, right, after Eden Hazard, your next player is Ashley, Ashley Young. Cole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ashley Young. 
Higher or lower Sorry, than Eden Hazard's 491 shots? 491. I think lower. He's going pointing lower. downwards. Yes, yeah. we are in agreement. We are of one mind. So you're going Ashley Young, lower. Oh. Uh, no, higher with 536 shots. Clearly they need help. Yeah, we do. No way. Yeah, I mean, he did. He, I guess he played in the Premier League a long time, didn't he? Yeah. As a left back for some of it, but still. Did I lead you on that? Did I lead you astray? No, no, I, I really strongly thought he had less than... Maybe we didn't give him enough time. That's, yeah, that was our error. It's interesting about Ashley Young. He's the first player to win the Premier League, Serie A, and have a bird shit in his mouth um, <laughs> during a game. <laughs> How? <laughs> do you not remember that? I do, but I can't. I remember us talking about it. I can't picture it. Yeah, it just happened at Old Trafford. It was it was horrible. <laughs> anyway, let's play your pods, right? Oh, pods. So, yeah, you guys gee. got to five. It so, yeah, matter, seven is still the record. I want to play straight away next time I'm on, please. Because I feel really like I've let myself down and I've let Andy down and I've let the ramble down. Okay, you haven't let anyone down, Kate. Don't You've worry. let everyone down. <laughs> He is hurting. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. I think that's about it, because apparently we don't get to play a second round of player puzzle, <laughs> even though I really, really would like that. In tomorrow, it's Marcus, Vish and Pete. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Brass. Bye. We'll catch you next time. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. And four minutes ago, exactly, Zinedine Zidane, it has been announced as left Real Madrid. That counts. Of course. It all counts. Of course. Yeah. Bye, Zizou. They've de- announced the departure. Apparently, they went to see, he went to see them in training, didn't he? He did. What are they Why doing? Why are they there? <laughs>